You are Locked On Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Vols, your team every day. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here today. We are halfway through the week. This is a big week. Tennessee and Georgia is getting a lot of attention. I I think some around the country, certainly in the SEC, and no doubt among Tennessee fans. So on today's show, you will hear from Tennessee running back Ty Chandler, who is playing a big role in what Tennessee is doing. He's putting up big numbers. I think Eric Gray is more of the splash play guy. More explosive plays will probably come from Eric this season, but Chandler is probably the guy that's going to carry the ball more, and he will make some plays himself. You will hear from him in segment number one. In segment number two, we're going to talk about some of the -the off-the-field implications of this Tennessee-Georgia game on Saturday. Tennessee is going head-to-head with Georgia for some big-time recruits. You'll hear from Steve Wiltfong of 247 Sports. He covers recruiting nationally for 247. We'll talk about some of those individual players Tennessee is going after and how this game could affect Tennessee's recruiting as the Vols are already doing well. Could they take recruiting to an even higher level with a good showing coming up on Saturday? We'll get to that in segment number two, and then we'll switch over to the defensive side in the third segment of the show. You will hear from linebacker Henry Tooto. You'll also hear from Jeremy Pruitt talking about where Tennessee needs to improve going up against Georgia this Saturday. That's all right here on Locked On Vols. It's here five days a week, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and it's available anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, you name it, you can find Locked On Vols. And Tennessee's offense has been built around the offensive line. We've spent a lot of time talking about that, but that also leads to the conversation of the running game. Tennessee is going to rely heavily on Ty Chandler and Eric Gray. That has already been the case, and through two games, Chandler leads the SEC in rushing. And he's not a big back, but he's a guy that has shown the ability to run effectively in between the tackles, and to this point has shown, hey, he's ready to take on a pretty heavy workload. He's carried the ball 32 times in the first two games of the season. He's averaging 5.5 yards per carry, has a touchdown, and Chandler's a good player. He's a guy that arrived in the 2017 class as a pretty highly touted prospect from Nashville. And uh, at different times, I think he's been a good player. But for some reason, to me, has just been overlooked a little bit. But you've heard me bring up the idea of throwing him the football a lot. I think he can be effective as a runner and a receiver in Tennessee's offense. And that applies to Eric Gray as well. And they're just, they're one of the best one two punches in the SEC. By the end of the season, we could be talking about Chandler and Gray as the top running back tandem in the conference. Georgia will be a part of that conversation. They have Zamir White, who's one of the best, no doubt. He's actually the the second leading rusher among running backs in the conference behind Chandler. Terry Wilson, the quarterback at Kentucky, is number two in rushing. Actually, he's run the ball 35 times. That's a big part of his game, of course, at that position. But when you look at Georgia, they have Zamir White, They have James Cook, who's dealt with an injury issue. I think Kenny McIntosh and Kendall Milton will be guys to pay attention to. They're deep at that running back position. But again, back to a one-two combo. Chandler and Gray are about as good as it gets right now in the SEC. And both could have all-SEC potential by the end of the year. Chandler met with the media on Tuesday, and he talked about those guys working together. What he thinks about Eric Gray and the impact that he's been able to make as Chandler has helped kind of lead the way as a senior among the running backs. He's a great running back himself, um, and, and he comes in the room ready to work every day, and that, and that just pushes me and have me ready to work. Um, I love being in the room with him. Great dude, on and off the field. Love having him in the running back room. 
Tennessee running back Ty Chandler. Now, here's something that's been talked about a lot as well. The idea of using Chandler and Gray together in the offense. Chandler was asked about that on Tuesday, and when you hear this answer, he's not going to say a lot, but I wonder if that is telling. Could that be for this upcoming game or for this upcoming season? Listen to the answer first, and then we'll talk a little bit more about it. But Ty Chandler, when he was asked about the idea of Jim Chaney trying to use Chandler and Eric Gray together on the field. Yeah, that's some stuff we did work on. Um, I think that's more than likely to happen, but... like I said, I don't really know, and um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be some. Uh, I, I don't really know, man. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, if it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. But we'll see in the near future. Ty Chandler said it's something they have worked on right there, but he also was non-committal. Now maybe that's partly because he just doesn't have any say in what they're going to run. Maybe he also thought, hey, I, I shouldn't give any tips out here ahead of the Georgia game. This is all speculation, but could we see a little bit more of Chandler and Gray used in different ways, perhaps on the field at the same time? We saw Chandler line up, uh, I believe in the slot position, he lined up as a wide receiver, and I've heard over the last two or three years about his ability to do that and how they've worked with that in practice. And with Eric Gray out there, just if you move Chandler around or Eric Gray, that's something for the opposing defense to have to pay attention to because I promise they're going to look on film and see, hey, number three, number eight, pay attention to those guys because they can make plays. And Tennessee's deep in the number of receivers they have to offer. Jeremy Pruitt has also said this week they have to be better against man coverage when he challenged his wide receivers, and that's going to be a real test for those guys. But Jim Chaney trying to figure out a way to get Chandler and Eric Gray the football and get them in space, they're, of course, going to try to run, and they're going to need to run against George's defense this week. But I think figuring out how to get Gray and Chandler in space, those are two of your playmakers. Those are guys that have the ability to make others miss. And like I said earlier, I think Gray is your explosive play threat. He's a guy that if he can find some open field, then it could be a huge problem for George's defense. They're going to have speed. They're going to have guys everywhere. George's defense is also not going to be really thrown off by too much of what Tennessee does, probably from a schematic standpoint or certainly from a physical matchup. So Tennessee, I'm sure Jeremy Pruitt and Jim Chaney, they're talking about how they can figure out ways to get Chandler and Gray. And I wonder, do we see more of Jabari Small? He made a nice debut. Now that's against Missouri, and he wasn't heavily involved in the offense. It's largely Chandler and Gray. And remember, Jim Chaney told the Knoxville Quarterback Club a few weeks ago, you're going to see them out there on the field all the time. If neither guy's on the field, I probably had a heart attack. And the statement there was, look for those guys a lot. And Georgia's defense will... And I've been impressed with the receivers. Josh Palmer is a guy that he'll be comfortable out there against the Bulldogs. He's played in this game before. He's played in the big games in the SEC. And then let's see what Brandon Johnson does. He has too. He's played in in these big games. He's a fifth-year senior. And then Valus Johnson has played a lot now. But it's a a chance for your guys that you know you're going to count on. It's it's a deep list of players who could help in the special teams. But the players you want to go to early and often, I would say, Chandler, Gray, Palmer, and then see if you can manufacture some touches for Valus Jones because he is a guy that if he can find some open field, if he finds a crease, he takes off and maybe he's able to go make a play for Tennessee's offense. You want to take your shots. I know that playing well up front, being able to establish the run, taking care of the football are going to be keys. Jim Chaney's going to take shots. I really believe that, that he'll he'll take some shots down the field, maybe rely on some play action and see if they can hit Josh Palmer deep or Ramel Keaton running down the sideline. They'll take those shots down the field, and if they do, they need to hit a couple of them. Coming up next on Locked on Vols, 
Tennessee needs a good performance, not just because Tennessee is trying to keep a winning streak alive, but there can be an off-field impact as well. I'm going to talk to Steve Wiltfong of 247 Sports next about the recruiting battles between Tennessee and Georgia and what a good showing by Tennessee this week could do for Jeremy Pruitt and his coaching staff. That's coming up right here on Locked On Vols, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and today it's presented by Built Bar. Check out the website, BuiltBar.com, and see all the amazing flavors they have. They can continue to add to the list. They've had the pumpkin chocolate chip that's been available. They've added strawberry to the list. They have the OG flavors, peanut butter, peanut butter brownie. And I love the Built Bar because it's a very convenient option. It tastes great. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. And then, as I mentioned, they have a bunch of different flavors. So whatever your preference is, you can find it at BuiltBar.com. But also, it's a healthy option for you. They are low in calorie and sugars and then high in protein and fiber with the Built Bars. So go to BuiltBar.com and take advantage of the promo code Locked On. That'll get you $10 off your next order. It's code Locked On to get $10 off at BuiltBar.com. And while supplies last, you can get a cooler with your purchase. It's at BuiltBar.com. And remember to check out BuiltGo. You can go to BuiltGo.com and take advantage with the code LOCKED. So the two websites, BuiltBar.com and BuiltGo.com. The main focus this week is, of course, on the field, as Tennessee's going to try to get the win against Georgia on Saturday, and it would be a big win for the program, for the players, for the rest of this season. I mean, if Tennessee beats Georgia then we need to have a conversation about what Tennessee might be able to do in the SEC East this season because the Bulldogs have been the favorites largely. I think Florida's actually moved up as the current favorite in the Eastern Division. That was at least the case according to Bet Online on Tuesday. But if, if Tennessee wins, obviously that's a huge deal for a number of different reasons, including the recruiting trail. On Tuesday, I had a chance to talk to Steve Wiltfong, who is the director of recruiting for 247sports.com, and we talked about the impact of this game, where things stand between Tennessee and Georgia on the recruiting trail, as well as some big-time individual prospects who have decisions to make soon in the 2021 class. Here's what Steve Wiltfong said when I first asked him about the importance of this game and the effect it could have on a few particular players. Yeah, I think this is a game that could be uh, pivotal in the recruitment of a few blue chippers, uh, particularly for Tennessee, who has an opportunity to go into Athens and and win a big-time football game. Uh, When's the last time Tennessee has won a game of this magnitude? Here's a chance for Jeremy Pruitt and and his staff to – to really make a statement against a team that they recruit against a lot because the state of Georgia is important to Tennessee and and three guys that pop right away are are five-star offensive tackle, Marius Mims, five-star linebacker, Smile Munden Jr. and and, and the number two cornerback in the top 247, Nyland Green. Mims and Green in particular, I think, are Georgia and Tennessee battles. And Mims, uh, who is... uh, you know, the number one overall prospect in Georgia and number six player nationally in the 24-7 sports composite player rankings, he's committing next Wednesday and says that his recruitment could still go either way. So here's an opportunity for, for these programs to uh, make one more statement to, to Amarius Mims uh, as he goes into to his decision. Nyland Green is someone that I think could come off the board in, in the next month as well, uh, looking at, the, at those two schools and uh, for Nyland Green, uh, he's looking for a place where uh, I think player development is the most important thing in his decision, and, and so he looks at Jeremy Pruitt and 
Kirby Smart, both of those guys have outstanding track records uh, with the defensive back position in, in their career. And, and uh, both schools are, are top-notch uh, when it comes to recruiting and, and the effort they put into it. So that's a real slobber knocker uh, on the trail. And then uh, there's some schools that maybe I like a hair better than, than Tennessee uh, for Munden, Georgia being one of them. Uh, but Brian Niedermeyer has been recruiting Munden as long as anybody. It's one of his best relationships. And you know, he's excited about Tennessee, too. He's been to Knoxville. And, and so, you know, we'll see uh, what this game, you know, the, the kind of showing that Tennessee has uh, against the Georgia team at, at 3.30 Eastern time on, on Saturday afternoon. Steve Wiltfong, 247sports.com. And with Amarius Mims, uh, two things. One, uh, what do you like about him as a prospect? Two, do you have a gut feeling as he does approach his decision? W- what's it going to come down to for him, do you think, when he makes that choice? So with the, with the Marius Mims out of Bleckley County High there in Georgia, I mean, six foot seven, 315 pounds, a guy that uh, my colleague Charles Power uh, compares to, to Cam Robinson and, and projects as, as a first-round draft pick. But you're talking about that just coveted combination of size and, and, and length and and, and and ability to move and and uh, you know, he's already one of the more physically impressive uh, prospects uh, in, in this class. Uh, first off, the the bus type that you know on film shows his athleticism, ability to move, and, and uses his length and, and has that flexibility and, and bend coveted at the position. Um, I, I I think you know the twenty four seven sports crystal ball favors Georgia, and I think here in the late stretch of this recruitment. They have had the slight edge talking to some people with knowledge of the recruitment, but Tennessee's still way in this. And according to Go Vols 247, uh, you know, Mims was back in Knoxville uh, this past weekend. He spent a lot of time in Athens and a lot of time in, in Knoxville. And, and, and Mims told me this week it could still go either way. And I believe it talking uh, to some people at the high school. And, and so, again, I think that this game is a big opportunity uh, for both programs to kind of state, hey, this is where our program is at right now, and this is where the other program is at right now. Yeah, Steve, is that what this largely is about, Tennessee being able to make a statement on the field? Because off the field, Tennessee staff has obviously done a good job in recruiting. Look at the players that are committed right now and look at these players that we're talking about that are at least considering Tennessee. Does it now come down to Tennessee trying to show more on the field to further impress the recruits? Sure. I mean, we're talking about a program that has the nation's longest winning streak in Power 5 football going into the game. They had a top-10 class last year. But like I said at the top, uh, Tennessee hasn't won a football game like this in a few years. Uh, Tell me, when was the last time Tennessee won a game of this magnitude, Josh? Who was it? How many years ago was it? Yeah, I would say it's it's probably the Florida 2016 game. You had the win against Georgia. That was year one for Kirby Smart, though. It came down to the Hail Mary. But since then, and, and even the magnitude, I mean, this Georgia team is better than those teams that Tennessee beat. So uh, this magnitude, you'd have to keep going back, I would say, for Tennessee's program. So here's an opportunity. And I don't think this game's like make or break for Jeremy Pruitt and the trajectory of Tennessee's program forever, but it, I think you're looking at a few guys in the Peach State, Nylon Green and Mims, who I think could come off the board in the next month. Mims is for sure coming off the board. Here's an opportunity. You're, you're head-to-head with Georgia on the trail. It's, a, it's, it's, it's real tight with, with Georgia for, for both of these young men to, say, to, to make a statement of where your program stands alongside Georgia on the field. I don't even know if they need to win the game. 
but uh, I think they just need they need a good showing. Obviously, couldn't hurt. Uh, um, sometimes recruits watch games and say, "Hey, they really need me. I can help make an impact." If the team they're looking at loses by a couple touchdowns, but I just think here's an opportunity to really create some excitement for yourself going into Mims's announcement, and then you know maybe Nyland Green does something in, in a few weeks as well. Um, yeah, you know, I, I keep saying the same thing over and over, man. This this is just a, a big chance for Tennessee on the recruiting trail, but just you know with the trajectory of their own season. And these are the kind of ball games that they're they're recruiting to play in weekly, where every Tennessee game is a big game. And, and we haven't had that the last couple of years, um, but uh, Tennessee is is on the cusp. How close to the cusp? Uh, we'll see on Saturday against the Georgia team that that defense looked incredible on Saturday against Auburn. It's a big opportunity for Tennessee coming up on Saturday for many reasons, including on the recruiting trail. And Tennessee's coaches would love to make a statement. They'd love to back up a lot of what they've sold to recruits that, hey, the program is improving. And if Tennessee can be competitive with Georgia, certainly if Tennessee can beat Georgia, there would be more for Tennessee's coaching staff to go sell to those recruits, the Amarius Mims, Smile Munden, Nylon Greens of the world. That's for 2021. It applies to the 2022 class as well. I'll come back here on Locked on Vols. Before I wrap up this segment, there is a quick basketball recruiting note. Rick Barnes has done a really good job in recruiting for the 2021 class. Five-star Jabari Smith will announce his decision this Friday. He is considering six schools. Tennessee is on the list. The others that he will consider include Georgia, Auburn, LSU, Georgia Tech, and North Carolina. So Friday, pay attention to Jabari Smith. As Tennessee has continued to be in the picture, the Vols would love to land a five-star power forward for the 2021 class. Coming up next here on Locked on Vols, we'll switch to the defensive side. Henry Tooto talks about helping some of the younger linebackers as they get ready for Georgia's offense. And then Jeremy Pruitt talks about some things they need to clean up on the defensive side. That's coming up next right here on Locked on Vols, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. The big standout player for Tennessee's defense, I think, has been Henry Tooto so far. I say that because DeAndre Johnson's leading the SEC in sacks. He was the defensive lineman of the week in the conference after the first game. And then this past weekend, Pro Football Focus put Kavon Bennett on their national team of the week from week number two. So Kavon Bennett getting some love on the defensive line. He and DeAndre Johnson are two really important players and will be this Saturday in trying to create a pass rush for Tennessee's defense. But I would still say Henry Tooto leads the way for Tennessee. Bryce Thompson maybe does that on the back end. Two guys that have stepped up and have played a lot, Quavars Crouch and Jeremy Banks, they continue to come along as I guess Henry does as well. Henry's just a sophomore, just like Quavars Crouch and Banks was away from the team for most of last season after he was dismissed, but he's actually a third-year player for the Vols. But still, Henry's the leader of that group. And on Tuesday, talking to the media, Henry talked about helping Quavars Crouch and Jeremy Banks, who are still coming along as inside linebackers. Remember, Crouch was a running back prospect who also planned to play defense. Last year, he was playing outside. And then uh, Banks was a converted running back who then was dismissed. So this is what Henry Tooto said when he was asked about the questions that Quavars Crouch and Jeremy Banks asks and how he helps them. Shoot, just like what I see um, and how I react to things to ask me um, where I place my eyes. Um, you know, we kind of try to feed off each other. Um, but mostly they kind of just ask me about the playbook because um, I've been in there. Uh, you know, JB was on the offensive side of the ball and Q was – and outside linebacker. So Q had a good grasp of it, um, but just the little things that they try to 
um, asked me about um, how the playbook is and, and just the schematics. You know, they're great football players. Um, they both have tremendous instincts. Um, so I try my best to help them out in, in the playbook. This is one of those Henry T games, you hope. As Tennessee goes up against Georgia, they're loaded with talent. You look for the guys that are as well on your side, and Henry's going to be on that list. And how Tennessee plays up front is going to be a big deal. How Tennessee's defensive line performs, can Tennessee create pressure? That's going to be a big deal here as Tennessee's still trying to get, I think, the secondary in order. And part of that has been personnel being shuffled around. And that's one of the first things that Jeremy Pruitt talked about with his Monday press conference coming out of the Missouri game was the performance of the secondary, which has been able to make plays. Theo Jackson had the interception on Saturday against Missouri. We've seen some plays from Bryce Thompson and Elante Taylor, but they've also given up some plays. Last year, Tennessee was number one in the SEC in the least amount of 30-plus yard plays given up. In the first couple of weeks, Tennessee's given up a few of those. They almost gave up another one, but Missouri's receiver dropped the ball in the middle of the field on Saturday. Those are some things that I'm sure Jeremy Pruitt wants to get cleaned up, especially as Tennessee's going up against Georgia, which has some big-time athletes. If you let George Pickens get open, he can hit a long touchdown against you. That's something that Jeremy Pruitt talked about, how they need to fix some things to help the secondary on the back end. You know, when you... If you put stress on your back end, you've got to be able to eliminate big plays. And I, I felt like from a technical standpoint, uh, we really need to improve there. Uh, we need to improve with our eyes. Um, you know, I felt like uh, having our eyes in the wrong spot got us in trouble in several plays on Saturday. And, and that's just, uh, it goes back to eye discipline. So we've got to be looking at the right stuff. And, and we, need, we need to get more turnovers. Tennessee football coach Jeremy Pruitt. You're going to hear that last part several times before the weekends. I bet Jeremy Pruitt, he's going to meet with the media on Wednesday with a coach's teleconference, a media availability after practice, and then vol calls. At some point, probably multiple times, he will talk about the importance of forcing turnovers and not turning the ball over on offense to try to beat Georgia coming up on Saturday. So on tomorrow's show, we will spend more time talking about the matchup. We'll do that over the next couple of days, getting ready for Tennessee and Georgia on Saturday. You will hear from Jeremy Pruitt on tomorrow's show as well. Locked on Vols is here five days a week, part of the Locked on Podcast Network presented by BuiltBar.com. Thank you for hanging out today. I hope you enjoyed today's show, looking at both the game, what Tennessee might do on the field, and also the recruiting aspect. Good information, I thought, from Steve Wiltfong covering recruiting nationally for 247sports.com. Keep spreading the word to other Tennessee fans about Locked On Vols. Rating and reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts is a big help as well. Don't forget to check out Locked On College Football. I host the Wednesday show with Andrew Wade of Locked On Hawkeyes. Again, that's Locked On college football thank you for being here today i'll see you again tomorrow on locked on balls oh!